Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, April 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, etc. You can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Quite the busy day it was yesterday for the Chicago Blackhawks, not only with everything that they had going on with the NHL trade deadline, but they also had the second game of their series up in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. A very meaningful tilt for this Blackhawks team that was trailing the Nashville Predators by four points for the fourth and final playoff spot in the division heading into the night. And impressively, the Hawks managed to come away with a 4-3 overtime win against the Jackets to earn the series sweep. They go into Columbus, come out with a pair of victories, moving their record <clears throat> excuse me, now to 20-18-5 with 45 points through 43 games. That's two points back of the Preds now with the same amount of games played. Both clubs only have 13 games remaining on their schedules. Three of them come head-to-head. You know how big those are going to be. So... Big for the Blackhawks last night to cut their deficit in the standings to only two points. And with the win, they also managed to extend their cushion over the sixth-place Dallas Stars to four points. But, gotta remember, the Stars do have three games in hand. Only 40 games played for the Stars this season. They still have to win those games, obviously. But, they do have a bit of an advantage with that. So, the Hawks... They needed to take care of business last night. They need to keep taking care of business going forward. But I'm I'm just happy that they managed to come away with both of these against the Jackets in the last couple of days. I mean, in both of those games, they tested this young Blackhawks team on Saturday. Down 2 to nothing early. Less than three and a half minutes in that game. Trailing by two goals. Big comeback. Uh, wind up coming back and winning that one 4-3. A big comeback effort there. And then last night... Down one and nothing once again. Down two to one as well. They managed to tie it up both times. Just a close one from wire to wire. But with the game on the line in that extra frame in OT, the kids connected for a huge goal as Kirby Doc found Brandon Hagel in the offensive zone, and then Hagzy fired a shot past Eunice Corposalo to give the Blackhawks the extra point on the night. Just felt like it was a couple of 
very solid team wins for this Blackhawks team, and I'm hoping those are, are gonna, you know, have them get get them clicking and get them on a, a bit of a roll here in the final stretch of the 2021 regular season. First off, last night. I really liked how they got offense from all over the place. Patrick Kane, we saw him lead the way per usual. He had two points, now up to 54 on the season. That's third in the NHL, by the way. The beat just goes on for good old number 88. But aside from Kaner, it was we got production from all over the place. Philip Kurashev found the back of the net to snap a 12-game goalless drought. Brett Connolly, who made his Blackhawks debut last night, he scored his in his first game with the team down on the fourth line. That was a big one to give the Hawks a, a 3-2 lead for a little bit near the midway point of the third period. I actually thought that was going to wind up to be the game winner for a little bit. And then in overtime, Kalanuk finds Doc. Doc finds Hagel. Three youngsters out there for Jeremy Carlton's bunch in OT. And that decision pays off as Hagel scores his first career game-winning goal in the NHL, his sixth of the season, to give the Blackhawks win number 20 on the year. One they desperately needed to give them some help in the standings. Really proud of how all four lines played an impact in this win for Chicago. And then... On the back end, really only five guys were playing for the Hawks last night as Adam Boquist was forced to leave the game early after taking a puck to the face. Ouch. And Colleton already announced that, unfortunately, Boquist is in concussion protocol. So, could be a little bit of an absence for Boquist, sadly. Hopefully not too long. But, as I said, the Hawks, they were forced to play with five defensemen after Boki exited. And one of them was Riley Stillman, who, along with Connolly, made his Blackhawks team debut last night after being acquired by the Panthers just around a week ago. No Nikita Zadorov on Monday for the Blackhawks. Kind of surprising, but Colleton did confirm it was a healthy scratch for Big Z, so clearly they just think he can be bringing more to the table right now than what he's providing, and I agree with that. I definitely think Zadorov needs to be better for this team, especially if he's going to be playing a top-pairing role. And this scratch, in my opinion, it, it was a long time coming. Big Z hadn't been playing his best brand of hockey, had been taking uh, a lot of penalties. But I will say it kind of worked out to be uh, an unfortunate time where Big Z wasn't on the ice for the Blackhawks, where he was healthy scratch. They, they were shorthanded on the back end without Boquist. Duncan Keith wound up playing nearly 30 minutes of ice time. He finished with over 29 minutes on the night. Keith also scored his second goal of the season and first power play goal in over a year. Congrats to Duncan Keith for a good game last night on the back end for the Hawks. Connor Murphy also racked up minutes on the back end. Even Wyatt Kalanuck finished with 21 minutes and 14 seconds of time on ice. That's his career high by nearly six minutes. And Stillman, in his debut, he had 21 minutes and 23 seconds. I'm sure that's not Colleton wanted to have happen in Stillman's first game with the team, but um, that, that's the game it turned into last night when the Hawks got shorthanded back there. But the interesting part to me is that I mentioned all those other defensemen's time on ice. Calvin DeHaan only had 16 minutes and 32 seconds last night. Not sure if he was still dealing with that hip excuse me, that hip injury that forced him to leave uh, Saturday's contest early. Not sure if he was still feeling the effects from that or not, but certainly an interesting development if he was fully healthy because, as I said, both 
Stillman and Kalanuck had a lot more ice time than the veteran DeHaan did last night. And then in that, Kevin Lankinen recorded his fifth career win against the Blue Jackets. Um, it, it was a really strong performance from Lanky once again. He stopped 30 of 33 shots faced, and several of them were big-time stops. You can't really blame him for the ones that did find the back of the net. Patrick Line had just a dazzling goal from coast to coast where he walked around DeHaan in the Blackhawks' defense. Line's other goal on the night was a one-timer from the point through a screen, and then the only other tally past Lanky was Mateau early on, and that came via breakaway. So. Overall, Lankinen did his job on Monday. I'm glad he came out with the victory because, as I said, he was really strong in net once again. So overall, I thought it was a pretty complete win by the Chicago Blackhawks. I liked their fight. I liked their tenacity. And even on a day where they lost a bunch of players via trade, they weren't fully healthy throughout their lineup, they still found a way to come out on the ice and get the job done, picking up a huge two points for them in the standings. Super happy with this team's effort during the two-game series up in Columbus. And speaking of those players who were traded by the Blackhawks yesterday, coming up in just a minute, I'm going to talk about all the trade deadline moves that the Hawks made yesterday before the 2 p.m. deadline. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. Guys, Built Bar keeps sending me sample packs. I get to try all their flavors, and seriously, these are some of the best protein bars I've ever had in my life. Cookies and cream. Churro marshmallow, birthday cake, lemon almond cheesecake, they're, they're awesome. I love these I love these protein bars. They're, they taste like no other protein bar I've ever had in my entire life. So one more time, be sure to go to BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished recapping the Blackhawks' 4-3 overtime victory over the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. 
Moving on now, I gotta be sure to talk about all the trades the Hawks made on deadline day yesterday prior to the 2 p.m. Central Time deadline. So, early on in the morning, we knew that it was going to go down at some point for the Blackhawks. I mean, they had plenty to get done, and they had been rather quiet besides their two moves that they made with the Florida Panthers about a week ago. So, yesterday, they got after it in a hurry, beginning early in the morning, first by sending forward Matthew Highmore to the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Adam Gaudet, a one-for-one swap that in my opinion, certainly favors the Blackhawks. Gaudette is the younger of the two players, albeit only by a year, but still, he definitely does have the higher ceiling and the better skill set. The Hawks, they're hoping there's there's some untapped potential still there from the former Hobie Baker Award winner at Northeastern University, where he was linemates with former Blackhawks prospect Dylan Secura. So the Hawks probably got a pretty good look at Gaudet during his collegiate days. And they knew what they had already in Highmore. He's a grindy fourth liner who he can play on the penalty kill, can provide some energy out there for the boys, but not quite the ceiling that Gaudet has because there's not really any offensive potential for Highmore. Whether or not Gaudet will ever find that untapped potential in Chicago, you know, that's the question, and that's what Chicago is gambling on. But if he can, this could turn out to be a very good trade by Stan Bowman and the Blackhawks. Really not sure what the Canucks were doing here. I know um, it's been a struggle-filled year for them, and Gaudette, he, he spoke and vocalized about wanting a bigger role, but I still feel like a return of Matthew Highmore just isn't enough for a guy with the potential and upside of Adam Gaudette. And then, a little bit after that trade, the Hawks made their second deal of the morning by sending forward Matthias Janmark to the Vegas Golden Knights along with a fifth-round pick in exchange for a 2021 second and a 2022 third. A great return here by Bowman and the Blackhawks. I honestly wasn't even sure that Janmark was going to net a third-rounder in return after his recent struggles in Chicago. He had just one point in his last 10 games after starting the year with 18 in the Hawks' first 31. But because of uh, the Hawks' financial situation, you know, they had a lot of cap space available. And also because they sent a fifth rounder to Vegas as well, the Hawks, they retain a little over a million of Yanmark's contract, which doesn't hurt them at all financially. They're still well below the cap limit. And because of that, they managed to get both a second, and a third round pick for Yanmark. A fabulous return there, in my opinion. A great job done by Stan Bowman. I think this was his best move of the day for the Blackhawks. We saw San Jose also get involved with this deal to help Vegas become cap compliant. The Sharks also got a fifth round pick from Vegas in the deal. And then the Hawks also acquired minor league defenseman Nick DeSimone from uh, from San Jose as well. Probably just a throw in there for Chicago. But as I said, a really good trade here for the Hawks, adding to their draft capital. Two pretty good picks there. I mean, there was no way in hell Yanmark was, was going to get a first. So a good return in my mind for a guy, you know, the Hawks and us fans, we knew for a while he was going to get moved at the deadline. He was scratched on Saturday. And another guy in that same boat, uh, we knew he was going to be traded for a little bit of time now, was Carl Soderberg. This was probably um, my least favorite trade of the day for Chicago as they sent Soderberg to Colorado in exchange for 2020 fifth round pick Ryder Rolston. He's the son of 
Stanley Cup champion, New Jersey Devil, Brian Rolston, that some of you may remember. Uh, Ryder, he is currently a freshman at Notre Dame along with Landon Slagert, who the Hawks took in the 2020 NHL draft. So Rolston is probably someone they've seen a lot of as well. Obviously, they liked him enough to want him involved in this deal. Not sure if he'll ever become an NHLer. As I said, he was a fifth-round pick. Um, but that's a question for a couple years down the road. And then the Hawks in this in this deal, they also acquired minor league forward Josh Dickinson from Colorado as well. Dickinson's a guy who's jumped between the ECHL and AHL throughout his career so far the last couple of seasons. Probably <laughs> I'm sorry not to be not to be rude Josh, but nothing really there for the Hawks, but at least they managed to get, you know, a prospect or two that they can be hopeful about rather than just letting Soderberg walk for nothing in return in free agency. And with this little of of a return, it it made me think that there just wasn't much of a market for Soderberg out there. So Stan probably realized that and just got anything he could for Big Carl at that point. I know it wasn't a lot, but still it was the right call to get rid of Soderberg and at least open up a roster spot for other guys to get some time going forward. And then the final move of the day, <clears throat> excuse me, I get a little drink of water here, throat's dry. The final move of the day for the Blackhawks, a buzzer beater was sending defenseman Madison Bowie in a 2021 fifth round pick to the Canucks, the second move between these teams on the day in exchange for a 2021 fourth round pick. Pretty easy decision there for the Hawks. I mean, Bowie was literally never going to play again for us, so... To give him up along with the fifth and get another fourth rounder, a round that the Hawks, they've done pretty well in in the past. I can't not be happy about that. I do have some questions about what that does for the Seattle expansion draft this summer because Bowie was a guy we, we were going to expose there. Um, and now I believe this means the Hawks will expose Calvin DeHaan on the back end. That pretty much... Uh, solidifies that for Chicago, but it was already leaning that way for the Hawks. So um, to trade a guy like Bowie and actually get a good return from him, as I said, I can't not be happy about that. And honestly, that's how I feel about most of the deals made by Stan Bowman yesterday. If I had to give Stan a grade for all these trades and the two he made with Florida, honestly, for the position this team's in, I think I'd give Stan... An A minus or a B plus, something in that range. Either way, very good job by this Blackhawks team. Not only did they add to their draft capital, but I also liked the young players and prospects that they picked up as well. I think there's a lot of potential for these moves to turn out in the Hawks' favor. So credit to Stan Bowman and the front office for doing a wonderful job, at least in my opinion, during the NHL trade deadline. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks' moves during Monday's deadline. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
football might be over, but the NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis to keep you ahead of the competition. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Fantasy Hockey wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just finished up discussing the Blackhawks moves on deadline day. Now, before I wrap things up here on the show, it's time for our weekly mailbag fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. The first question I wanted to answer today comes from at the price is right on Twitter, who asked, what do you make of Adam Boquist's development so far this year? Well, I got to start by saying that I'm very pleased with how Adam Boquist has played so far this season on both sides of the puck, too. I mean, we've known about his offensive abilities and his skill set since the day we drafted him in the first round, but I've been most impressed with how far he's come on the defensive side of things in just his second NHL campaign. And it was a struggle for him last year, especially in the postseason for the Blackhawks, where we saw Boquist, he, he got healthy scratched a couple of times due to his poor play in his own zone. But this season, he's been pretty good on the back end. We've seen him break up a ton of two-on-one opportunities. And I think he's just playing with a lot more confidence in himself. So happy with what I've seen from Boquist. He's got two goals and 13 assists for 15 points in 32 games this season on the offensive side of things. Already more points than he had in 41 games last year as a rookie. The one thing I would like to see him take that next step in though is on the power play. I think that would be a huge difference maker for this team to have a strong point presence on their man advantage. I think that's the next area in Boquist's game that he really needs to be able to take to another level in order to help this team tremendously going forward. The second question I want to answer on the show today comes from at Jinji underscore 65 who asked, do you think the Blackhawks try and move Nikita Zadorov at the NHL draft since they didn't like the offers today? And if there's no one, uh, if there's none there, do you think they bother re-signing him? Well, it definitely was interesting to hear that the Hawks were taking calls on Zadorov at the deadline. I think the Boston Bruins called, the winning Winnipeg Jets, maybe a couple of other teams, but ultimately the Hawks never got a return high enough to make them even think about moving Big Z. And I read a report that that said they're pretty happy to keep Zadorov. So it sounds like not breaking news here. We know that they do like him in that front office in Chicago, and I fully expect them to give 
him an extension after the season if they don't wind up trading him at the draft like you asked in your question. I wouldn't expect that to happen. I mean, maybe if the price is right, but it just doesn't seem like it was anywhere close enough in the past couple of days. So ultimately, I do think Nikita Zadorov will get re-signed by the Blackhawks because I don't expect them to wind up trading his rights in the offseason. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, April 13th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, go ask your smart device to play the Locked On NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is getting down to the home stretch, and the best way to keep track of all the news is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, that's at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, that's at Talkin' Hockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com, you can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.